Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. South African Jews, supporters of Israel, are feeling very unnerved at the moment, and that is ahead of the South African case at the International Court of Justice that's taking place later this week. The absurdity is, and the weird thing is, that on the streets of South Africa, we don't feel the anti-Semitism. Well, certainly I don't. And uh, my my real belief, I mean, I went I, I went to on, on Friday to have my driver's license renewed. Uh, I didn't take my kippah off when I went. I didn't feel uncomfortable. There were South Africans across all walks of life there. And you don't feel it in the street. Whereas our government, of course, we know is inherently anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. Other parts of the world, perhaps it's exactly the opposite. But either way, Jews around the world feeling very, very insecure because what October the 7th did was remind us of exactly what can happen. Rabbi Dov Lippmann is a former MK. He's a founder and the CEO of Yadla Olim, no stranger to us here in South Africa and to Chai FM. And we wanted to get his perspective. A very good morning, Shavua Tov. How are you? Hi, good morning, Pokatov, Shavotov, Howard. Uh, thank God, I'm doing, I'm doing okay, given uh, all the circumstances, both in Israel and around the world. So you, you are very much a barometer of what Jews around the world are feeling, because that's, that's pretty much your focus, uh, looking at Jews around the world and, and getting a sense of, of where they are at. What are you seeing when you look at it from your perspective? I'll start with one anecdote. Uh, my son, who's an IDF reservist, who's off for a few weeks, uh, traveled to America yesterday. Uh, he's actually doing some performances. He's a singer. And I never imagined I would have a conversation with my son. Abba, when I'm walking in New York, should I wear a baseball hat or should I wear my kippah? And mm. that was in the New conversation. York. In New York, of, uh, of New three y- million in- Jews or something there, thereabout. In New York, because we do have so many stories of people who have been targeted uh, just for the fact that they are Jewish, whether walking in the street or sitting in a restaurant, uh, the barometer is people are scared. There's definitely a feeling of things are shifting under their feet. People are, like you said, even in countries where governments are not just the supportive of Israel, but you know we're, we're, we're 90 plus days into this war, and you know we thought in the first week we'd be stopped by the international community, and here we are uh, continuing to do what we have to do to destroy Hamas. Governments that are supportive, but on a street level, when you see the numbers of people on a daily basis that are out there, uh, saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, screaming about Jewish genocide, When and even though it was taken care of, when you see the university presidents and mm, their mm. inability to answer a simple question, that causes fear, and people are definitely afraid, not just of what's happening now, but thinking forward, what's it going to be like in five years, what's it going to be like in ten years, that's the real question. Yeah, it's. It, I just wonder, and I, I don't know if it's a, a theory that can be tested or not, but I wonder if there's an inverse relation between anti-Semitism on the streets versus government. In other words, here in South Africa, where you've got a vehemently or a an incredibly supportive government of the Palestinian cause, as as well as uh, perhaps tacit uh, support of of Hamas and uh, Iran. The the streets are 
are, are not that active. Whereas in the United States, where you've got support, governmental support for Israel, the, the streets are, are a much more dangerous place for Jews. What's your thought? It's a very interesting formula, which I haven't thought about before. You know, I do wonder, especially in a case, let's use South Africa as the example, where the anti-Israel rhetoric and policies of the government are so exaggerated. Mm. I mean, literally taking us to the international court, does that cause people to pause and say, wait a minute, maybe this is not something we want to be part of? I don't know if we can make that direct correlation, but it's definitely something uh, to look at, that's for sure. And uh, we, we definitely are, are shocked by the degree of anti-Israel and anti-Jewish rhetoric. And we have to always remind ourselves to say that. It's not, you know, we, it used to be, oh, it's anti-Israel. And now since October 7th, it's so clear that it's it's anti-Jewish, it's anti-Semitism. Um, we have to try to understand how, how can it be in countries that are that, that are generally supportive of Israel, how has this developed? And I don't know the explanation either for what you're describing in South Africa in terms of not feeling the fear in the streets. It's a fascinating question, uh, and I don't know uh, how to answer it, uh, but I do know that when we look around the world in general, uh, I don't know that we see a direct correlation. We just see a groundswell of anti-Israel than anti-Semitism. Uh, mm. feelings that are that are coming to the fore and of course the other irony about the whole around the whole thing is that you would think that Jews around the world would say well you know we're safer where we are than in Israel because look look at what happened there look at how how they're under attack uh, living uh, in fear of rockets of terror attacks Hezbollah Iran the Houthis uh, it, Hamas it, it's everywhere around but yet Jews are ironically saying, well, the only safe place for us or the only reasonable place for us is Israel. How do you explain that? It's been incredible to see this because when the war first started, I'll just use this as an example. So you have yeshiva and seminary students and gap year students that are in Israel, and the immediate reaction was definitely a conversation about should they leave or not, and, and a very high percentage did leave. But then over the course of the weeks of the war, uh, most of them, if not all of them, returned. And I think that really captures the dynamic yeah, where mm-hmm. you know there's a quick a, a quick moment where maybe Israel's a dangerous place to be, and then they realize that it's not the case. I have, I've been I've been so inspired by the reaction of diaspora jury to the war in terms of the huge numbers of people, uh, and South Africa is included, who just want to get on a plane and be here. Mm, Let me do mm. something. I want to be I want to be part of this. It's been such a source of inspiration and strength for us here in Israel, and then for those who can't come physically, come sending I mean tens of thousands. Thousands of suitcases. We in Yad Olim have been part of that process of getting equipment to the soldiers, getting materials to the evacuated families. Um, by the way, therapists from around the world who volunteered to do free online therapy for any Olim in Israel who were feeling any kind of trauma over what was happening in the war. Just an amazing groundswell of response. But I, I, the one thing which you hear over and over again is that sentiment that at least in Israel we have an army to defend us. At least in Israel. 
Well, we know when it's all said and done, you know, the, the government's going to try to have my back as opposed to where people are living where they do not feel that way. And especially now when you have, for the most part, the very unified feeling in Israel, I think Jews around the world say to themselves, that's the place uh, where we should be. There has also been an increase in interest in Aliyah, you know, whether it translates into Aliyah or not, you know, people have a lot of personal decisions to make. But in terms of a, a, a reflex reaction, which says, I need to be there, that has been almost all across the board amongst uh, the diaspora community. And uh, I think it's a wonderful thing that people recognize that Israel is not only ultimately their home, but despite all the dangers that you talked about, recognizing that I, I'd rather be there than anywhere else. Mm. The, in terms of uh, New York Jews, you mentioned, you mentioned that. I find it quite fascinating. I had a conversation with somebody in New York on Friday, and uh, I said, are you still living in the five towns? And he said, yes. I hadn't spoken to him for quite a while. And he said, but I'm not sure for how long. And uh, I, I thought that was just uh, such a strange comment coming from, you know, having having been uh, spent a, a considerable amount of time there. Uh, it's it's you would never think that they would feel unnerved about their position in uh, in the United States. Well, I grew up in the United States. I spent most of my life uh, in the United States. I moved to Israel uh, when I was 32 years old. I I grew up in a world in an America where I was very openly Jewish. Um, yeah, I never I never experienced even one moment of a hint of anti-Semitism, and now people are experiencing it all over. I never would have imagined it, and I think that's part of the fear also because people are saying, "My goodness, if this happened, a feeling has happened overnight uh, in America, and this is where we are now." What, where are we going to be in, in five years and in a decade? And that's very much the fear, the unknowns, the politics. Even though we talked about the government being supportive, will that always be the case? Today's college students will be tomorrow's member of, members of Congress. What is that going to mean for Jews in America and for its potential lack of support for Israel? So these are very, very real fears. Whereas in the past, it may have been theoretical, hypothetical, maybe if people are not talking that way now. Even when you have a concert, let's say, a benefit concert that my son is performing in for Israel, mm. you know, there has to be in big block letters, uh, security for cautions will be in place. Like people need to feel that, and that's just shocking, but it's also the basis for everyone starting to have their eyes turned towards Israel, whether for now, whether for the children, whether for the future. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's really just incredible. I, I wonder though, uh, you know, when when all of this dies down, which uh, ultimately it will, uh, one way or, or another, it, it it will be resolved. The if, even if it's for a short time, I, I just wonder if people will go back to the illusion that that we've all created for ourselves, or if uh, this will be something that we will hold on to. I don't think uh, any of us can really answer that. But uh, it'll be fascinating to see uh, Rabbi Dov Lipman. He's a former MK. He's a founder and CEO of Yad Olim, talking to us about Israel being a safe place for Jews, Jewish communities around the world feeling extremely vulnerable.